And welcome, everybody, to Geeking Poetic Podcast channel. I'm one of your hosts, Larry Roberts. Uh, this wayward Padawan over here to my <laughs> right is my co-host and none other than... Megan Guess. And we are here to talk about the final episode of... Ahsoka. We yep. made it. Yeah, we did. We made it. It was eight episodes total with this one being, uh, man, one of the best ones, I thought. Yeah. I know some people were a little let down by the episode, but I think overall, it was really exciting. It was a lot of fun. I felt a little underwhelmed at first, but the more I think about it and actually digest it, I was like, that was actually pretty smart. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed all the little stuff they put in there. Yeah, exactly. I really thought it was great. Uh, this episode was entitled The Jedi, The Witch, and The Warlord. <laughs> little play on The Lion, The Witch, and The Wardrobe there, for those that don't know. And what we're going to do in this episode, just like we've been doing in the other ones, we're not going to do a full episode recap. There are plenty of other channels that are doing that. You can go check out New Rockstars, Screen Crush, all those awesome channels that do really detailed breakdowns of the episode and recap all of it scene by scene. There's no point in doing that. I figure that if you are watching or listening to us, hopefully you have watched all of the episodes, including this last one. If you have not, then I suggest you pause this because we are going to get into heavy spoilers. All about the spoilers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially at the end here. It's just going to be tons of spoilers. And we're going to basically give you not only our highlights and lowlights of episode eight, but we're also going to do sort of like a show wrap up kind mm -hmm. of thing where we're going to talk about what we viewed to be the overall highlights and maybe some lowlights as well of season one of Ahsoka. We are assuming that this is just season one and that not the only season. I really hope I really hope they don't. It's not the only season because there's a lot to get into. Now, I know they're talking about that Dave Filoni is supposed to be doing a movie that I guess they're projecting is going to come out in 2025. Oh, that's fast. Yeah. Well, not fast enough for me, but <laughs> well, I mean, they're still coming off the writer's strike. And that's they, true. They have a lot of stuff to do still. That's true. Yeah, there is a lot of stuff to get into, but I know they're going to do this movie, but I, I would really like to see more series. My opinions on the various series have been that overall I've enjoyed them to varying levels. Certain things didn't work as well as others, mm -hmm. but I've really been enjoying the Disney Plus series. Uh, how about you? I do, yes. Yeah. I think they're doing a great job, personally. Yeah I, I, yeah, I really didn't know how they were going to translate Star Wars into television series, multiple series and stuff, because we're so used to them being movies. Movie yeah, other than the animated series, which was great. Mm -hmm. And it made sense at the time that they had to do animated series because there was so much involved in showing you everything to try and do it practically was just asking too much. Well, now with the technology that they have and the way they can film this or the way they can do the effects and stuff, I'm not going to say that the effects are as great as they are when we get the film versions, but they're pretty damn close. I think they're fantastic yeah, for a TV series. I mean, even more for a TV series. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I've got no complaints. Yeah. So I would like to see 
more uh, Ahsoka on television. And we'll see. Maybe who knows? Maybe they even if they have to integrate it into something else, because I don't know. Have you heard anything more? Is there going to be any more Mandalorian? I don't know. Yeah, they haven't. They've been really quiet about that. After season three, and I mean, they did kind of put a nice cap on things there of sorts <laughs> at the end of season three. Even if they did, I would be down if they did some sort of conglomeration series mm-hmm. where they brought in, you know, Boba Fett and Mando and Ahsoka. And they Infinity War it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like what Netflix initially tried to do when they did their Defenders series Mm. with Daredevil. That that didn't work out so good, though. (laughs) Maybe not that, but the same general idea. Why don't we just jump into this here? Okay, let's do it. All right, so we're going to talk about what we viewed to be the highlights of Episode 8. And for me, one of the biggest highlights was getting to see Ahsoka... Sabine and Ezra fight together. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, like in coordination, and Sabine was holding her own. That was really cool. Yes, getting to see Sabine finally tap into the Force. I felt a little underwhelmed the way they did it. I guess maybe I thought they would make a bigger deal out of it when she finally got to use the Force, but they kind of had it be sort of like, oh, okay, she can do it now. Like when she reaches for that lightsaber right. and stuff. I don't know. Maybe it was just me. I I, I guess it would. What do you want him to do? Throw a party? I, I was just going to say, maybe like, it doesn't. Congratulations. <laughs> we survived because you got your sword. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I don't, I don't know if. They were it, a little busy. True. I, I suppose. I guess that was just left for us at home to do the hooping and hollering and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. But. It was either way, it was really cool to see her to get to finally tap into the force and stuff. But what was really funny to me about it is once she did it, oh, then she was like, like, oh, it clicks now. I understand how this works. Yeah. I love how the next scene then when they're trying to figure out how to jump over to the Star Destroyer. She's like, I got this. (laughs) I was like, oh, wow. You got (laughs) cocky real quick there. (laughs) Well, they're saying that. Ezra was the piece that she needed to make this happen. That she makes feeds sense. off of his energy. So now he's with her. She can understand it better or feel it. Something. Ezra has a piece to do with this. That that makes sense. To help that come out in her. Yeah, I can see that. All right. He was when she first started training, he was with her. Right. To build that. Back when like Kanan was showing her yeah. and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. back on Rebels. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I think that maybe that was a big part of it because Sabine has lost so much. She lost her whole family, her people. Mm-hmm. And then to lose Ezra on top of it, I think she was just so unwhole that she just had such a big hole in her, essentially, you know? And that's not a pun on when uh, Shin Haiti drove her lightsaber through her <laughs> She torso. literally had a hole in At that point, she literally had a hole, yeah. But um, I think the fact that maybe now she's whole, she's able to finally tap into the Force and everything. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And see, ha! See, Hu Yang, you didn't think she was going to have any ability to get tapped into the Force. This she's still not the worst one. Well... She's still got time to, you know. She's got time to grow. Exactly. And prove that maybe she's not the worst one. Right. Well, you know, and the other thing is with Hu Yang, he's he's such a traditionalist, you yeah, know. His whole true. thing is that he's like, oh, you you do everything traditionally this way. Like he even said in the earlier episode when he was like, oh, she would never have been accepted into the Jedi Order because she ranked so low with 
her midi-chlorians or whatever right. it was. We've learned that does not matter. Everybody ha has access to the Force. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, I really enjoyed seeing them fight together. I thought the fight scenes were great. I was really happy with the fight scenes overall in this series. I, I was too. I for saw the most part. Yeah, for the I, series for the most part for this episode, I I thought they were amazing. Yeah, yeah, there was a couple times that things were, you know, that maybe a little sketchy. Mm -hmm. But I've seen a lot of people complaining, and they were. I've seen whole videos where people are like, "Here's what's wrong with all the Jedi fights and in Ahsoka and Star Wars now." And I was watching, and I was like, I I don't. I don't agree. I get that it's different than Obi-Wan and Darth Vader facing off back in 1977. It was 1977. I, I, yeah, I was just going to say, I, I, you know, what, what can you do with that? You know, there are varying levels, and I've complained about it before, you know. When you get to, like, Count Dooku fighting a flipping around Yoda and all that <laughs> stuff, when Yoda's supposed to be 900 years old almost, and, like, that is dumb. <laughs> I don't like that. I feel like that's too much of an opposite extreme. But I think the way they're doing this makes sense. And I love the fact that another thing they've done with this is that everybody has their own fighting style, like even Ezra. So that was another cool thing was getting to see Ezra make his lightsaber. Yes, that was sweet. And the whole fact that Hu Yang brought up that like, hey, I'm the one that helped, you know, Kanan learn how to design his lightsaber and everything. And that totally changed Ezra's attitude. Yeah, towards Hu Yang. Yeah, because at first he was really dismissive of Hu Yang, was just like, who are you? So disorganized. Yeah, who are you, old droid? And then when he found out who he was, he was like, oh, okay. He's kind of mean to droids. Yeah. He's mean to Chopper. No wonder Chopper's such a dick. <laughs> well, yeah, they're, well, but Chopper's the one that recognizes Ezra at the end of the episode. Yeah, that's one of my highlights. Yeah, of course it is, because it's it Chopper. It had Chopper in it. Yeah, He's like, wait a minute, I know this disguise. <laughs> I yeah. know it's up here. Right, because maybe for those at home that don't realize this, at the end of the episode when Ezra does finally get back to his galaxy and Hera's there uh, greeting him, so to speak, not sure whether or not she should greet him with a hug or with a laser blast. <laughs> right. uh, they don't know it's him because he's in the, the stormtrooper. He's in the trooper outfit. And, well, if you haven't seen Rebels, you don't know that that was very much a shtick of Ezra's is that he was always going in undercover dressed as a tie fighter pilot or a speeder bike trooper or whatever he always he had a whole collection of uniforms like that mm -hmm. so so fitting for him to show up in a trooper outfit getting off this shuttle because we saw that so many times on rebels yes. how do you feel about ezra coming back to the known universe but sabine and ahsoka are stranded over on the other planet in the other galaxy. How do you feel about that? I mean, it's a bummer they're not all together. They did yeah. all this work, and basically everybody that went to go get them is left behind. Yeah. Every single one of them. And everybody that was out there has now has come, not back. come back. Like, yeah. That's kind of a jip. Yeah, can't we just get them all together? Yeah. <laughs> but I also I like it because I think that's where Sabine and 
Ahsoka need to be for this next step that's coming through? Because there's still stuff going on on that planet they need to be there for. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Because we've still got what's ever going on with Balin mm-hmm. and everything. And we, Shin. And Shin. Yeah, we did get to see Balin and Shin uh, appear very briefly at the end of the episode, yeah. which I would say is one of my lowlights. Low but I can't be too critical of it because I have a feeling that it was left that way. It was, they, necessity. I'm sh- Yeah, I have a feeling they had to re-edit and shuffle things around there at the end because unfortunately, Ray Stevenson passed away shortly after they filmed all these episodes and mm-hmm. stuff. So whatever they had planned for him, they have to reconfigure it now. Right. And we don't know what the plan is. We don't know if they're going to recast Balin, which I think most people are not going to agree with. I don't know if I agree with that. Really? I mean, I, I love the way Ray was portraying it. I thought he did fantastic. Yeah, but there's did. still so much to do with this character. We can't just ignore it. We yeah. need it to go forward. Yeah. And I... I pretty sure they don't have enough stock footage like they do Leia to fit in to do this whole story we need another Balin yeah I mean maybe they could like he's supposed to be with his Mortis gods right right and like people are saying he's gonna be the father right of this and it like totally changes his look when he gets there maybe they have enough stock footage to get him to that light that beacon of light and then once he changes to this Mortis god it changes his look enough that we can accept this is a different person. That's now. actually a cool idea. So we yeah. can finish the story. Well, they might be able, that's the thing, they might be able to do this. If they were able to get another body actor and then be able to render Ray's face, but then have it altered enough because now he's got, yeah, the power of the the father in him and all mm-hmm. that stuff from the Trinity there. They may be able to pull this off. And I don't know if they got because that's all been a big part of the whole uh, strike and all that stuff in the SAG strike and, and all that is like figuring out rights for actors when it comes to using their likenesses and AI, using their voices and AI. Mm-hmm. If they could get the rights to his likeness, if they had that already figured out and they got the rights to his voice. Because, I mean, anymore, we've talked about it on our Geeking Squad podcast, anymore with AI. Oh, my gosh. I mean, they can put out new songs now with John Lennon singing on it, and it sounds like John Lennon. If they can do that, they can copy Ray's voice. I mean, that's an option, too. Right. But I'm not opposed to having a whole different actor. I'm not opposed to it, but I'm... It'll take some adjustment to get used to, but I I'm, I'm, I won't be mad at it. Really, I want the rest of the story. Yeah. They're more. really going to have to do it right. Right. So that... They can't just throw anybody in there. It's got to be... Yeah. Do him justice. Right. If they do that, then I can accept it. So that's kind of a low light there is that we didn't get more advancement of that story. And, and same with Shin Haiti. I, I have a feeling they left that kind of abbreviated as well because they're trying to reconfigure this and everything. We just saw her go and find those uh, those raider guys mm-hmm. and stuff that were helping her and you know, raising up her lightsaber or whatever. I don't know. Signifying like, hey, look at I'm me. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Take a charge. Yeah, Mr. Okay. Meeseeks, look at me. But yeah, <laughs> that's kind of a low light, but I don't hold it against the show. I think that that was an unfortunate situation. Mm-hmm. Um, other highlights, though. What was some other highlights? Well, you know what? Here's a here's a highlight 
and a low light. <laughs> built into one Kind ball. of built into one. And that is surrounding the character of Morgan Elsbeth. <gasps> so dang it. We finally get her being the badass I've been waiting for all these episodes. Right. She was amazing. Yeah. That fight scene with her and Ahsoka. Right. Finally, that martial arts piece. They y- used it. Yes, exactly. It was amazing. It was gorgeous. Right. It was stunning. I loved every second of it. Unfortunately, it Until. was yeah, it was brief. It was short lived because you know Elsbeth gets the sword from uh, Mother Talzin mm-hmm. and everything. They give her the sword. They make her a full fledged night sister. Really? And everything. Why did they do that when she got there? Yeah. Why did we have to wait? I she already know. proved herself. I get, well, I guess I she want to be more of a badass. <laughs> I agree with you. I was really bummed that they didn't drag that out longer. And instead, she ends up just being sacrificed like, OK, well, we're going to need you to sacrifice yourself so that the rest of us can get away. Like, what about all these other droids you got? Right. There, there wasn't some other way they could have held them off. It had to be her. That's a low light to me because. We have really liked the character. Diana did a great job portraying the character. She's she's by everybody's account that I've seen. Everybody is really high on her uh, acting chops and everything she did with Elsbeth. So that's awesome. It's a shame we don't get to see more of it, but... But do we? Yeah, exactly. It's like maybe we will get to see more of it because she obviously did get left there on the planet where Sabine and all them are. Mm-hmm. And she is a night sister. She has different powers and stuff now. We don't know if there's some chance that she could maybe potentially be resurrected. I mean, the only way to really kill these people is to chop their heads off. And that didn't happen. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so that there's... whenever they are doing that spell on all those troopers, maybe they did a spell on her too. Right, because I mean, the Night Sisters are the ones that brought back Darth Maul to life, mm-hmm. and he was sliced in half by Obi Wan and fell down a shaft and all that. And so it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Ex- I'm not giving up on her yet. Ex- I want more badass Morgan. Yes, exactly, exactly. There, there might be more from her with that. The other thing I think is really interesting with that is, again, for those that maybe don't know. The history of the Empire and the Night Sisters and Daphimir is very shaky and tenuous. tenuous, Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Because the Night Sisters had been working in conjunction with the Empire and Emperor Palpatine back in the day. And Palpatine totally screwed them over. He really screwed them over bad and, and resulted in them being in the bad situation they're in. And so here they are back again in cahoots with the Empire, but except now it's not Palpatine, it's Thrawn. And what's one of the first things Thrawn does? It blows up their temple. They're like, yeah. Excuse me? Yeah, they're You're like, what? sup, bro? Like, what? Well, you didn't tell us you were going to do that. You blew up the temple and you just sacrificed our brand new night sister. Right? The one that is responsible for, for getting, yeah, yeah. being able to get back. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. So I have this feeling that things there are not going to go the do way. A twist. We're yeah. Do a twist. Yeah, a little twist. Yeah, I don't think they're going to go the way that Thrawn is necessarily hoping for. I I, I hope at least because I feel like the Empire has always just sort of treated the the you know the Night Sisters, all the witches and and, and all of Daphimir, they they've treated them like garbage. Mm-hmm. And I really hope that maybe they factor in at some point. Put and a little 
mention that works here. Yeah, exactly. And it's interesting, too, because one of the things we see, um, we've always seen throughout Star Wars, but especially in this series, it's so interesting to see that basically, other than the jerky senators who, you know, (laughs) some of them are questionable. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm going to call them right now. They're technically part of the good guys, quote unquote, but I'm not so certain that some of them neutral. Right. Well, and Mon Mothma is the one we definitely know we can trust, you know, she She's always been trustworthy till till the very end. I was going to say that I think that if you look at the side of good, the remaining Jedis like Ezra and Ahsoka and then Sabine and Mon Mothma and Hera and Carson Teva and all them, they're all generally working towards the same goal. Whereas on the bad side, they all pretend like they're working towards the same goal, but they're not. Each one of them is out for their, their own, own thing. Good, yeah. And that's part of the whole thing. You've got Thrawn, you've got uh, Balin and Shin, and then you had the Night Sisters, and you had Morgan and all that. And they all were acting like, oh, we're working towards this common goal. And, you know, they always keep bringing up the Empire, the Empire. The only one who gives a damn about the Empire, and even Thrawn. that. Uh, well, still, yeah, because he's, he's right. for his people, too. Right. Yeah, he's not totally for the Empire, but right now that's kind of like his objective. And he even says at the one point, for the Empire, and then he walks away and Morgan looks and she's like, for Daphomir. <laughs> like she's like, I don't give a shit about yeah. the Empire. Yep. Right. Don't care anymore. Yeah. And you know damn well, like I said, especially after what happened before, the sisters don't care about the Empire. They don't trust them. And then meanwhile, Balin and Shin, they don't care about the Empire. And even they've got each their own agendas and stuff. So it's like one of those things that when you have everybody off having their own agendas, it's never going to really come together. Right. Yeah, I hear people complaining that it was, I mean, it's okay series, but it wasn't anything that great. Or, you know, I was like, really? uh, what did, did you even watch the same one as I did? I thought this was fan, fantastic. I can't even say it. I'm so excited. <laughs> I agree. I got to be honest. I wasn't, as much as I like Ahsoka and everything, I wasn't necessarily having extremely high hopes for this series. Mm. I had had extremely high hopes for the Boba Fett series and it was good. It wasn't great. It was okay. It had its definite highlights and it had some definite lowlights. Same thing with Obi-Wan. You know, I mean, he's my favorite character. (laughs) Yeah, you were pretty excited. And I was really excited about Obi-Wan. And again, it had some great stuff, but then it had a lot of stuff that I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't really care about this. And this is a little corny and this could have been written better. So going into Ahsoka, I kind of had that same lower expectation where I didn't necessarily think it was going to be that amazing. And I walked away from this at the end with, yeah, a couple of minor disappointments and a couple of head scratchers about where they're going to go. But for the first time in years, probably at least since at least since Rogue One and we'll count the end of season two of Mandalorian when Luke Skywalker shows up to get <laughs> yeah. Grogu because that was incredible. Since those things, this is by far the most accurately, thoroughly Star Warsy thing that I've gotten from them. The music, the action, the look of it, the, the characters. Yes, I'm sure we're a little bit biased because we loved Rebels so much. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I don't I don't care. It was great. But I think the Star Wars universe needs those rebel characters in it. They we need them included now in the live action. Mm-hmm. They are just going to further 
remedy some of the problems that the Star Wars verse has had in recent years and stuff, you know, with the J.J. Abrams and, and, and Last Jedi and all the all that kind of stuff. And I, I don't hate those either, but there was definitely some issues there. I feel like Filoni and these rebel characters and what they're doing are going to fill things out and patch a lot of holes. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be potentially awesome moving forward. Potentially. Getting into something with this episode, and I guess a series thing in general, that I feel is a little bit of a letdown. The characters, some of the characters they introduced, and then some they didn't bother to introduce, mm-hmm. not being featured more. I thought that it was such a tease for them to show us Jason. Yeah. And have him be introduced there, and not getting any kind of nothing again (laughs) nothing there yeah you know they're really leaving that open-ended and stuff because we had some theories about jason and i'll just talk i'll throw the theory in now i had mentioned a couple of episodes before that i thought maybe if sabine did not end up going the path of the jedi that then maybe ahsoka would take jason under her wing and be his new master and Mm -hmm. him be the Padawan. Well, now we've seen Sabine is definitely taking the path of the Jedi. She is proving herself to be force sensitive and a force user. Plus, they're abandoned on that other planet. (laughs) That ain't gonna happen now, right? Right, but what is cool is Ezra's back and he's with Hera and it makes so much more sense now to think that Ezra is going to be the one that's going to start teaching Jason the ways of the Force. because yeah, he's Kanan's son. Right. It's a full circle right there. Exactly, because with Kanan being Ezra's master. And then Jason right. can train Sabine's and Ezra's kid when they eventually get it on. See, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I can hope. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I know. They took it more brother sister, but they've always had that chemistry. Yeah, they have. I don't know why they decided to do that. I have different feelings. I got to be honest with you. I know you and a lot of other fans out there kind of hoped that they were going to hook up and that there would be that kind of romantic chemistry. I sort of like the idea that there's not. I really like the fact that they've left everything kind of neutral because we've had a lot of that sort of thing in Star Wars. You know, we had like every other Star Wars they're hooking up. Yeah, I mean, you know, we even had to have Kylo Ren and yeah. Rey hook up. I don't think we need that. I don't think now is not the time necessarily for romance. Now is the time for... That's why I said eventually. Well, yeah, I suppose you never know what could happen, but I don't know. I like the fact that they're just sort of, uh, for lack of a better term, they're kind of asexual. Getting back to the thing about characters, another character that I am disappointed didn't get introduced is where's Zeb? <laughs> Why are we not seeing Zeb? He's the only one we didn't get. I not know. even a little glimpse of him. I thought at the end for sure. Yeah, exactly. And Maybe you... even when Ezra came up and then we had Zeb, dude, that would have been we would have been happy. Right. Right, exactly. I mean, and it'd be one thing if they hadn't teased us with Zeb in The Mandalorian, because we've already seen him in the live-action universe, so we know he's there, mm-hmm. but they didn't give him to us. Yeah, it would have been great. Chopper realizes it's Ezra, and yeah. Zeb comes over and tackles his ass to the ground. <laughs> like, I can't believe it's you. Yeah. That would have been perfect. Yeah. I mean, Cut. 
Insane. The, the ending was good as it was, it but was. it still would have been nice to have Zeb. I know a lot of it is really just, it's a low light because I'm just impatient <laughs> and I'm like, I want more. They're setting up so much. Because yeah. I know another low light was how everything's so open for you. Yeah. And for me, I thought that was a highlight because that means there's so many different places they could be taking this. Yeah. You're just impatient. You want it all right now. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's really good. I mean, you know, especially after being such a fan of like the animated series like Rebels and stuff, we got lots of episodes. You know, those were those were seasons that had like 20 episodes Mm -hmm. in them. So to just get eight episodes and have the story only just really barely just get moving. Scratch the surface. Yeah. Which I knew is what was going to happen in this. Yeah. That's what I was hoping anyway. There is eight episodes is not enough time for everything they were setting up for that. Yeah. And I love that they left it open instead of just kind of cramming. It's like, oh, here we go. Happy bow. I was like, no, I don't want a freaking happy bow. Yeah. I want good Star Wars. And this sets us up for two different places, two different stories going on. Fair enough. So I'm excited for it. And the last thing that I really want to bring up as a highlight here going out on a positive note. Not just with this episode, but with the series overall. And it might be my number one thing. And that was Anakin. <laughs> I am so You are so excited for that. Happy that they have redeemed Anakin slash Hayden Christensen. Like I'm so happy they did what they did. Now, I know a lot of people are gonna sit there and say, well, they already kind of redeemed him before and, you know, in Clone Wars and all that stuff. But a lot of people Again, we've talked about it. They wrote off those cartoons and never even gave him a chance. Yeah. So they don't realize exactly the arc that he got. Exactly. And a lot of people when they think of especially Hayden Christensen's portrayal of Anakin they think of Attack of the Clones, you know, and Cry stuff like that. whiny brat. Yeah, and that wasn't really his fault. That was the writing and George Lucas and, you know, and the directing and all that kind of stuff. Like, there was, there, they could have done more with him to make him more sympathetic while still being Anakin, problematic <laughs> Anakin. Like they did in the Clone Wars. Right. And and they had kind of started to fix some of that with Revenge of the Sith, but still the way it was written, the way it was directed and edited, I feel like they did Hayden dirty. Now they've fleshed out the Anakin Skywalker characters so much since then with the Clone Wars and Rebels and stuff. Now Hayden gets to play a more fully formed character that was not fully formed, not written properly, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. back when the prequels came out, Hayden gets to really, really embody Anakin Skywalker fully. And getting to see him do it right, getting to see him not just be this sort of, like, bastard son of the Force kind of thing and see that there is, like, a lot more to him and a lot of good that ultimately came from him in the end. Mm-hmm. Not least of which being that he made a really awesome Jedi out of Ahsoka Tano. Even though she quit on him, but still badass. And he's still, still great. St- stuck with her. And they they just, they took something that I feel like was just done too cheaply and easily and shittily, pardon my language, <laughs> In the prequels, and they fleshed it out, and that is a you know thanks to Filoni, and at the end getting the Force Ghost version of Anakin standing there, and that's how they ended it. I was like, oh, that's 
beautiful. Chef's kiss. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that was beautiful. Loved it. Man, I, and to me, like that, that's like the biggest thing. I think that and then introducing Thrawn into the live action universe, mm-hmm. those two things for me make this series like completely valid and worthwhile. I loved it overall. I loved the series. I'm actually watching it a second time already. <laughs> I love the series, but even if the series was problematic and stuff like that, just the fact that what they did with Anakin and Anakin and Ahsoka's backstory and fixing that up and tying that in, that and introducing Thrawn, we needed Thrawn. Mm-hmm. We have needed Thrawn. Unfortunately, I didn't hate Kylo Ren, but he was problematic. Snoke was whatever. <laughs> Bringing back Emperor Palpatine was like a joke. Was a yeah, exactly. If Doctor Who was there, he'd go what, 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 what? Yeah, it'd be like it was like yeah. What was that? I feel like we've had a major hole there. In terms of bad guys, you know, Mm -hmm. even Giancarlo's portrayal of Moff Gideon and stuff in Mandalorian, like that's cool, but he's not quite the big, the big baddie, bad guy that everybody's worried about. We needed Thrawn Mm -hmm. and the way Lars Mikkelsen portrays Thrawn, the way he's written, the rich backstory we can draw from with Thrawn. So much. Yeah, exactly. And now it starts to help make more sense of where things went with the sequels and everything. Like I said, Filoni has just come in and he's like the fixer. Seriously. Yeah. He's just... We're in good hands here. Right. He's just like, all right, I'll fix this. I'll tie all this up, you know? I I already started. He fixed the prequels <laughs> with the animated series and stuff mm-hmm. he did. He fixed a lot of the problems with the prequel stories and stuff and fleshed that out. Now he's like, all right, I'm going to fix these damn sequels you guys threw out there <laughs> that you obviously were not ready for. I'm going to throw in a third thing in there that made okay. the series is yeah. what I've been hanging my hat on this whole time that where Balin was going was these Mortis gods, the, the Trinity and stuff. Yeah, like that. we I actually am, got that right. <laughs> yeah, I finally got something right. Yeah. But I'm so excited to get these into live action. And the statues were amazing. Uh, I like the detail that the sister's head was missing Yeah. in there. And But we got to see the owl. The owl is the sister, and she's with Ahsoka. I forgot about the owl. Yeah, that was really interesting. So it was the sisters with Ahsoka and them, and maybe Shin, the son, or even... I don't know. And then Balin and Mel. So I'm I'm super excited to be able to get to see this more. Keep in mind. Yeah. I mean, Ahsoka was saved by the, the, the energy, the spirit of the sister and all that stuff. So she's got a really, with them, right. A really strong connection to that. And then showing her owl and everything that we haven't seen since the world between worlds and Mm -hmm. rebels. That's uh, yeah. I'm really curious about where they're going to go with that. That I'm very excited to see. Yes. Where this takes us in the future. Yes, me too. But yeah, I'm loving the, I'm loving where they're going with it. Like I said, I've started rewatching it now. I'm a few episodes in and I'm still enjoying it. Like I'm not feeling like, oh, you know, it's a slog to get through it again or something like that. It's super exciting. There's little things I'm catching that I'm like, I was just going to ask you, are you catching more things that maybe we missed? Yeah, little things. Well, because, of course, stuff ties together better now. Right, exactly. You know where it's going. That's what I was just thinking. I want to go back and see when Shin gets to the Raiders and she puts her little sword in the... Uh Uh-huh. And uh, is there a moon in that scene? 
I don't is know. that a little tell? I need to go back and watch it to see if there's a tell in there. Right. It's going to tell us where she's going with these Mortis gods, maybe. It could be. So I'm very curious. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of ways this can go. We've got to wait <laughs> before we're going to find it out. But thank you so much to everybody, not just for checking out this episode, but if you've checked out all the episodes, thank you so much. We greatly appreciate it. We greatly appreciate your feedback. Please continue to watch. Please continue to like, share, and subscribe. It means the world to us. And we especially want to know your comments. Let us know not only what you thought of episode eight, but what did you think of Ahsoka in general, in general as a whole? And even if you didn't like it, I want to know why you liked it. But give us a good answer. Don't just be like, it sucks. Okay, that doesn't help at all. <laughs> you know, let us know your thoughts. You know, give us something to think about maybe. Mm -hmm. And uh, with that, yeah, that's it for us for now. I'm sure whenever the next Star Wars stuff comes up, especially if it has anything to do with Ahsoka and Sabine and all them, we'll we will be there for it. Meanwhile, if you're into Marvel, jump on over. We are now jumping right into doing our weekly reviews of Loki Season 2. We're, that's <laughs> which going to be a ride. <laughs> yeah, it's already a whirlwind roller coaster ride <laughs> and we're only like you know briefly into the series so go check that out if you're into it and uh otherwise we'll see you all soon and uh, may the force be with you bye guys bye